Assalamu alaikum and thank you once again for logging on to the Farrakhan Speaks podcast. This podcast is part two of Justifiable Homicide, Black Youth in Peril, delivered by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on October 28, 2007 in Chicago, Illinois. When I went there, hopefully to help bring peace between Muslims and Christians who were at odds with one another. But Nigeria, as well as Ghana, as well as much of West Africa, was ruled by the British. Did they rule us with justice? No. Did the French rule Algeria, Morocco, and the French-speaking countries in Africa with justice? So the British and the French have not a record of dealing with justice. Hmm. What about the Dutch, the Belgians? It's a big no. That's right. What about Spain and Portugal in their conquering of the Western Hemisphere and the Native Americans? Did they rule the so-called Indians with justice? But in their hearts, they murdered, and it was justifiable. A human that has become so imbalanced by injustice is labeled in scripture as a beast. In the book of Revelation, in the book of Daniel, beasts. What is the prophet saying? A so-called human as Nebuchadnezzar was, the Bible says God took out of him the heart of a human and gave him the heart of a beast. Who could prey upon innocent people and burn them and hang them and murder them and castrate them. I read of the Belgians in that which was called the Congo. One powerful white man took an 11-year-old black girl and with his, you call it a machete, but it was like something like a machete. He struck that girl in the head and came clean down that woman and split her in half. It killed millions in the Congo. Millions in Africa. Millions in the Caribbean and in Central and South America. 
is that an act of a human? Or is that the act of a human with the heart of a beast? Let me ask you. Have you been under the balance of justice? Or have you been under that which is the heart of a beast? And how could you grow up under this with sanity? So because the society is so filled with injustice, the people are losing their sanity. And we've become a society of people who have gone absolutely savage. And this is why police now, when I was a youngster, police carried a 38 and a billy stick. That's all. That's all. And that was enough. They come on the corner, get off the corner. Because even in slavery, under Reconstruction, after slavery, blacks were not allowed to congregate. So when they see you on a corner, all you and your boys together, the police will come. Move on. Move on. Look, this enemy now come in the neighborhood. He got a pepper spray. He got a baton that he can put a chokehold on you and take your life. He's got tasers. He's got no more 38. That's punk stuff. He's carrying a Glock. A Glock what? See, you know, he's carrying a Glock 9, but in the trunk of his car, he got a shotgun and heavy stuff. Then he got a bulletproof vest on, helmet with stuff, you know. This is SWAT team, right? Oh, why would the police dress like this? Is this a society of human beings? No, it's a society of animals and they're frightened. So when they come in our community, man, there they are. Look at them, look at them. Their pants hanging off their behinds. They're showing off their muscles, you know. They're basketballing, cussing every every second word is this MF that, this MF this, this SOB that, this BI, this whole. So the enemies, see you can't you can't deal with these people. They're crazy as hell. I got a call. I got to go in that neighborhood. Damn, I want to get home to my family, so my gun is at the ready now. 
bunch of them days on the corner, I got a call for backup right away. But I ain't going to ask no questions. I'm shooting first. They're frightened, brothers. Our savagery. But I'm going deeper than that in a minute. Can I have just a few more minutes? Look. This man, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a little longer than I, I had planned. And I want you to be patient. Because uh, if I could have got it over in, in a few minutes, but you get the tape, and when your head is a little better, I realize this is early Sunday morning after a heavy Saturday night. <laughs> and you might want to rest a little right now. But I want to try to speed this up. But, you know, I, I really want you to see what has happened to you now. That's why I say I'm coming to your address. As much as white folk claim that they have no part in producing the savagery that is seen among us, but let us look for a moment at their own words. A man in message to the black man that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad wrote about called Henry Berry, a member of the Virginia House of Delegates, said, on January 20th, 1832, 175 years ago, listen to what he said. Pass as severe laws as you will to keep these unfortunate creatures in ignorance. It is in vain unless you can extinguish that spark of intellect which God has given them. Now they know you have intellect. And they know that if you're allowed to use your intellect, you'll be free. So they wanted to interfere with your intellect. Now watch what he says. Sir, we have as far as possible closed every avenue by which excuse me light may enter their minds we only have to go one step further to extinguish their capacity to see the light and our work will be completed and they would then be reduced to the level of the beasts of the field and we should be safe. Sir, a death struggle must come between the two classes or races in which one or the other will be extinguished forever and they were going to make sure that it was you that would be extinguished. 
but the beauty of no matter what they've done, they have always been slaves among us that were the repositories of light. No matter what happened to us as a people, among the slaves there were brothers and sisters who could think and outthink the master and therefore were leaders among the slaves. I don't care what they do to us. There's always some among us whom God blesses with light. Do you know why Chief Amalek is in prison? Do you know why Hoover is in prison? Do you know why the brother in California, not Tukey Williams, Geronimo Pratt, do you know why he's in prison or was in prison for 27 years? See, when they look at Malik, they see a power in his mind to organize young black men. We got to get rid of him and destroy the El Rukans. This was planned by the authorities. You go down Drexel, they had a beautiful building there that the brothers had put their money together, however they got the money. Hell, I mean, America can't say nothing. <laughs> nothing! Go downtown right now and look at that building that the Kennedys own. Called the Merchandise Mart. What was the father? He was a bootlegger that became an ambassador. From bootlegger to ambassador. That's what happens in the white world. So if a black man made some money from selling drugs and decided to go straight. He's coming. But his own. You know when they, they talked about Barry Bonds. Here's a man. Hit more home runs than anybody did in one year. Hit more home runs than anyone did since baseball been a game. Did he, did he, did he use steroids? Did he use some illegal drug? You know that Negro couldn't hit that ball like that. Let's tarnish him. So we're going to put an asterisk beside his name. But Ty Cobb is there. 
Who was Ty Cobb? Thanks for my uh, uh, research team. Ty Cobb was a racist cracker basketball, I mean baseball player. Ain't no asterisk beside his name. The hell, we're not going to accept that by the name of Barry Bonds. Look at what they did to our little sister. I mean, she... Yeah, that's right, Miss Jones. Made sure they took back everything of hers. As though white folks didn't do this. Or white folks didn't do this to them. Sometimes they give you stuff you don't even know what you got. I went to a doctor's office one day. I was getting ready to go to Africa. He was about to give me a vaccination. I said, Doc, do you know what's in that vial? And he took the vial and said, yes, the label. I said, I know what the label say. But have you tested this to see whether what the label said is actually what's in the vial? He said, no, no, I, I didn't do that. See, you trust the people that you buy the vial from, and I trust you, and I end up dead. I said, it was a, I was serious. But the point I'm making is, that the enemy now has many different ways of killing people. And he does not any longer have to come and just shoot you. Let's close off any avenue by which light can enter their minds and make them incapable of even seeing the light. Is that in the scriptures? Yeah. Listen to these words from the book of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Then it says, the word became flesh, and that flesh dwelt among us, and the light shined in the darkness, but the darkness comprehended it not. What the Bible telling you? That even if God were to intervene in our affairs and raise among us a divine light for us, we would be in such darkness that the light would be among us and we would not be able to comprehend the presence of light. The people walked in darkness, gross darkness, the people. And so, my beloved, in concluding this subject, I'm sorry I'm not able to give it as I would have liked because time 
has gotten away from us. But right now, whether you know it or not, there is a design by very, very powerful international bankers and rich people to kill millions and millions of human beings. Thank you for listening to the Farrakhan Speaks podcast. This message and all other messages are available in their entirety through the Final Call at store.finalcall.com. And remember to log on to the most widely circulated black newspaper in the country, The Final Call at finalcall.com.